about Ross and Patrick. I don't care. Yeah, like, who cares? They obviously care about themselves, but who else do they care about? I don't know. I'm not so sure. Mm, maybe we'll have a guest or two. The world's going up in flames, so, like, who cares? <laughs> who cares? We care. Gross. <laughs> What's, What's going on, you guys? Welcome to Drive Time Podcast. This is the Who Cares Podcast with Ross and Patrick. What's turn, going on, Ross? Turn yourself down for me, please. Oh, it's too loud. Myself or both of us? You. You think I'm too loud? In my headphones, you're a little too loud. How's this? How's this, Check. Welcome to Drive Time Radio. I, I am the mad dog of Walk Hill, New York. It hurts. It that, hurts your head? That hurts my ears when you go into that voice, yeah. I'm so close on this microphone. Maybe somebody else needs a windscreen. No. <clears throat> Peg, no. Whatever you're doing behind me, no. Move no. Um, that, that Sharpie out of the way. She sees a dangling Sharpie. She wants she to chew it. She wants to, It's a red Sharpie. She wants to put on lipstick. She's like, Mom, Dad, I'm a lady. She's only a child still. She's only one. Oh, yeah, we one. found out she's one, right? Anyway, our daughter Peg is roaming around. We're back in the studio. It's been too long. We're back in the studio. Our Let last, me turn this over. Our last couple podcasts have been in the core. The last uh, couple? It feels like it. Well, I, don't I, guess, think, I don't think it was two in a row. Well, the last one was, and the one before that, we were in the car. Who cares? People, our listeners know we've where we've been. We've had a couple in the core. Whether yeah. or not they were back-to-back -back is up for debate. But now we're back in the studio, back at the kitchen table here. Welcome back. Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back. Yes, Peggy, grab your whatever that is. <laughs> grab that random animal. What is that animal? That's a squirrel. That's a squirrel. She's chewing on a squirrel. I'm gonna move this remote. So we've got a little babysitting going on while we record, but that's okay. This is life. We're a family now and we have to multitask. So shout out to all the moms and the dads out there multitasking <laughs> with their children, listening to our podcast. We relate. I mean it's Not it's been a change. <laughs> Not that we're saying it's the same, but we do it's feel very like, similar. We do feel like we are uh, it's the first time you and I together have ever had to take care of another life. Yeah. So it's a big change for us. And we're, um, we're co-parenting now. We're co-parenting. However, I will say Jen Driscoll, friend of the show. Yeah. Episodes uh, 15 and 19. <laughs> you just love saying random episodes, yeah. don't you? She's the only person that's been on two episodes of Who Cares? Uh, she was like, honestly, I feels like having a dog might be harder. And I was like, that is very generous of you, but I can also leave her alone in the apartment for like six to eight hours if I really have to. And she was like, yeah, okay, I can't do that with Nico. I don't know. I feel like Nico would survive it. I think he could handle it. If everything's like put away. But anyway. Uh, the give him a feed tube and like. The peg report is that she is doing better. Uh, the training continues. The past few days have been very excellent. She's yep. really been minding her manners and doing so much better. And I assume the last few days have been kind of grueling for you as a single mother while I'm out mm. trying to make money because I've got mouths to feed now. You know, I'm out there doing comedy. No, no, not helping at all in the homestead. <laughs> uh, and she's alive still and doing great. Not only is she alive, she's thriving. She's thriving. She had another training session with Richard that I, I was not present for. And it sounds like uh, everything's going great. We went on a walk today and you showed me all her new tricks. 
Which are not really tricks, just new behavior. <laughs> just obedience is really what we were showing you, that <laughs> she has a level of obedience that she did not quite have when you were here last. Yeah. Uh, She's healing much easier. A lot of controversy over the word healing. Uh Oh, we, healing. Healing. Yes. I was like, healing from what? No, she's healing. <laughs> she heals. She heals like a dog heals. What what that refers to is you want a dog to be parallel with your feet while walking with them. Like at your heels. Yeah. So people think heal means stop. Yeah. Right? And everybody, it seems like everybody thinks that. But it, it means it means what it means come to my heels. So it could mean come over here and stand next to me, or it could mean come over here and walk with me. So yes. anyway, she's and healing. Richard, our trainer has taught us the ways of using the leash as our language. Is That's she, our communication is system. Is she in the crate? <laughs> she's going for that old harness over there. Oh. <laughs> um, and I had a very, harrowing evening of taking her to the vet on Thursday night, yeah. which really like I felt how, like how I was experiencing it felt like I was in my own, like, f like ridiculous comedy. Yeah. Like with a woman who just can't deal with her dog and she's all on her own. <laughs> this was, uh, this was her first time going to the vet since we yes. got her like she had medical papers and things like that but we haven't taken her there to no. do that part and very naively i inquired how much a vet visit was and they were like 45 dollars. i was like oh great so 45 dollars. that's what yeah. i'm spending on thursday and then was like oh whoa whoa whoa, whoa. we're gonna recommend like a lot of things that They're you're like, gonna have to pay for are you interested in in Invisalign for your dog. <laughs> It'll help her smile in her teen years. Uh, they did tell me that dogs really like Sonicare brushes. I'm like, I'm not buying this bitch no Sonicare brush. Yeah. We also, you know, for, for your breed, uh, we do recommend uh, a labia... Um, Rejuvenation. Uh, a, a labioplasty. Uh, she, you know, she... You can still feel her sutures from her getting spayed. Oh, really? Yeah, that's like, you know where you thought she had like that little zit on her belly? That's actually like stitches where the stitches inside. are. Yeah, oh. and you can feel them still. He he found them. Did he say whether that fur will grow back in that He patch? didn't say. He didn't say. Oh. Uh, but it was after a long day of work, ran back, got her, picked her up in a smart car because you had the car. I'm 100 miles away. I brought her to the vet. Thankfully, this is all in our neighborhood, so I didn't have to go far, but it turned into like a two-hour extravaganza. And she clearly was not happy to be there, uh, which Richard, our trainer, said that she can pick up on all the negative energies in there. Uh, all right, she's biting like, on something. <laughs> it sounds like just... she's breaking plastic now. <laughs> just lift it up. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to move it. We need to get rid of it, honestly. Oh, she's got plastic in her mouth now. Are you comfortable opening her mouth and grabbing it? Okay. So Patrick has the mouth in his grips and is now removing the plastic. So we also found out during this uh, doctor's visit that she is only a year old, not two, as we thought, uh, which we think explains a lot of stuff. She's still very much a puppy. Um, there's still some nipping happening and, you know, she's she's not an old gal. She's, she's a young thing. Um, and the doctor was like, this is not a two-year-old dog. Uh, 
And he said, actually looking into her eye, he looked deep into her eyes and he said, this is a baby. <laughs> These are baby's eyes. These are baby puppy eyes. Peggy. Peggy. You don't want her to have this anymore? I like leaving it on top because she's taking all the stuffing out, but sometimes she plays with it to like get, yeah, like that. That entertains her. <laughs> uh, so... You know, I wrote down some questions to these. It's really like a human doctor's visit where like you go in with like a nurse first and nurse first and walk into the room nurse first. And uh, they ask you a bunch of questions and I'm doing the thing. It's like an intake. Yes, it was an intake. And I'm doing the thing where I'm letting everybody know that like, I don't know what I'm doing. So Which is like, actually a really good communication skill. You'd think. Because sometimes... But not everyone <laughs> understands what that means. Yeah, yeah. Is the problem. Yeah. But I'm like, I need everyone to know that when I say I've literally never been to a vet before, I've literally never been to a vet before. Did like, you say it like that? I mean, I think so. You know how yeah. I get when I'm <laughs> when I'm like in that headspace. Because well, in these situations, these people that work there, they've done a thousand appointments today and yesterday right. and the right. day before Cats, that. Cats, dogs, you yeah. name it. Turtles. I bet they're treating turtles in that place. <laughs> they're treating turtles. I mean, she's nipping my damn pee. <laughs> uh, Where's the toy, Pig? We got this is the podcast with dog underfoot. A dog underfoot Pig podcast. Pig is underfoot. <laughs> uh. So they, they don't realize that part of their customer service is that they need to like caretake people who are there for the first time. And I forget that yes. too. I actually, we, something we faced on the road this week, I was doing all these shows at these breweries and distilleries. And for some people, it's their first time ever watching stand up comedy. Mm. And we do these opening announcements to explain like the structure of the show and what it's going to be like and that people should come and go as they please and try to stay off their phones and things like that. And I kept forgetting to ask if it's anyone's first stand up comedy show because that's good information to have, yes. you know? Yes. And, uh, that that's something a professional in a vet or a doctor's office should be aware of. Yes, which I think some people are and but also even though some people just don't have good bedside manner or good people it's, skills it's in that way. Service, yeah. They just don't like, you know, they're if some woman came to me like I don't know what I'm doing here. I'd be like, it's okay. We're going to take care of you. Like I go into maternal mode, right? Yeah. They just didn't like, there was a young woman who was like, quote unquote, helping me. <laughs> and, uh, she, you know, no, no, it's fine. <laughs> I'm going to play with her a little bit under the table. Okay. But she'd nip my feet. Oh. So if you see, if you hear us randomly saying no, just know that that means I'm yelling no at Peggy for something that she should not be doing. Um, and the squeaking is also her. <laughs> Has <laughs> it been picking up on the mic? Did it you did listen? a little, yeah. So yeah, if you're listening and you're like, we, I'm done with this podcast. It's too distracting. <laughs> well, go fuck yourself. We're just a young family trying to make it work. Listen, okay. We're just trying to make it we're work. We're doing the best we here. can. We're trying to support her. We're trying to help her find her passions and we want to lovingly provide an environment where she can be herself, but also not disrespect us as parents. Okay. So <sighs> this young woman who is younger than me and very soft spoken and did not, she lacked any sort of conviction when delivering information. And you really struggle with, we call them mousy, mousy women. Which I know is not nice. 
And you're comparing her, her speaking volume to that of a mouse, and that's okay. I think I'm okay with that. She, yeah, just no conviction, none. Like, and just like, and like not- I'm here paying you guys money because I would like to deal with experts, and I would well, like the experts to speak to me with conviction well, and, and knowledge. It's the same thing where like your doctor comes in, assesses the situation, says a bunch of shit at you real fast, and then. I'm like, so I'm like all those things you just told about, talk to me about, like, how do I know what I need? And he was like, oh, somebody's going to meet you out in the lobby and like give you the breakdown of everything. And I was like, yeah. oh, okay, good. Yeah. In comes Ms. Mouse. Ms. Mousy Pants. Who, it's weird that they hired a mouse to work at the veterinarian's office. Right? And like, it, was all a cat the cats, it was a cat adoption yesterday. She must have been cats, hiding. Oh my gosh. She was running into that little arch shaped hole in the like, wall. Me, 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 you know that little baseboard hole in the wall that they, the mouse is coming yeah. going? That's what she came in and out of. Yeah. It's so interesting how they um, uh, have such good architecture. And right? it's never rough looking. According to the cartoons. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, yeah, I hired, I hired a mouse carpenter. Um, so Tiny tools. Got it. Um, so she comes out. And at this point, we had been in a room with no windows that was like a box essentially with the door closed that she was desperate to get out of. So she's like been pulling and straining, barking. She's like, I want to get out of here. Yeah. Like, what are we doing in this confined she, It's space? like she's in Abu Ghraib, unknown what's going to happen next. It's what exactly kind of like Abu Ghraib. Yeah. And I was saying that to her. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I was just in Abu Ghraib. Do you know that? Peggy, there is a prison in Cuba <laughs> or somewhere. I don't even actually know where it is. And we are just... Guantanamo Bay, we are hiding Isn't people. Abu, Abu Ghraib. Oh, that is in the Middle East. That's the Middle East. Yeah. We're anyway, fucking idiots. We have, anyway. We have dark spaces. This government. So, all right. And you are in one now. Do you know, what do you know about waterboarding, <laughs> Peg? We're going to get a. She felt like she was being waterboarded. And I had to do a lot of like, you know, it's like when you're bringing your young kid to the doctor where it's like they're freaked out. You have to hold them a bunch. I'm like fighting with her to like hold her and like soothe her while the doctor's like poking and prodding at her and shit. Yeah. So she's had it. Did they take blood? They did after all of this. Mm. So we get out in the lobby. I'm trying to deal with her. And then Ms. Mouse comes out and has an iPad just like with all of these pharmaceutical words that I don't understand with prices next to them. And she's yeah. like, okay, so we have this at this, this at this, this at this, this at this. And this is what the doctor recommends. I was like, and also seeing the price tag, which is now $430. I'm like, okay. I came in here thinking I'm going to spend $45. <laughs> You're and trying to like, tell me I'm spending like, 10 well, times that. The doctor went over all of this stuff very quickly. And I'm, I'm not totally clear what's absolutely necessary today and what's stuff that I can like push off for a little while. Yeah. And she was like, well, these were all the doctor's recommendations. And I was like, yes, I understand that. But what I don't understand is does, is he recommending that everything has to happen today or there are things that can be spaced or can out? Can we get our, can we let our dog get a little sick? Can we knock, can we knock a couple of these price tags off just for today? Can she weather bird flu for like two months? And so then she thinks I just need her to say the word slower. Oh yeah. Like you don't know the language. So she just starts saying the word slower and then I'm just an emotional shutdown. I'm holding Peggy. I'm staring out the window and I'm just like, <sighs> <laughs> <sighs> 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 
I'm covered in literally dog hair. Literally huffing and puffing. Huffing and puffing. I'm covered in dog hair. You also I'm forgot sweating. the detail that it's been pouring rain all day, right? No, not all day, but no it was. Car? St- no, it had just started. And it's gray out. I'm like, I'm going to have to walk in the fucking rain. There's like her drooling hair is literally like all over this dress that I wore to work. I'm sweating. I'm just like, I was like, lady, I really don't think you understand that I don't think you're getting what I'm saying. Yeah. So then after that, for a spirited few minutes, uh, she finally woke up and was like, would you like me to get the senior vet tech who could explain all of this better? And I was like, yeah, that'd be great. Mm -hmm. I was like, you should have walked out, saw me and said, you know what? I'm going to pass this off immediately to the senior vet tech. Like that's what she should have done. And then a curtain opens against the wall and it's just a larger archway through the wall and a human sized mouse with a clipboard (laughs) comes out. And he's like, I am the senior vet tech. I've been in the animal business my entire life. (laughs) You know what? I would have trusted him more. I would (laughs) have trusted him more. He's got like now, uh, like glasses way down on his mouse nose, <laughs> and, his, and his whiskers are just like tickling Peg every time he leans over. Um, so thankfully, very sweet Jonathan, he brought me back into the goddamn room that we had just gotten out of because he could tell that this white woman was stressed. Okay, yeah, she was like, "I'm leaving a Yelp review." <laughs> so, Zocdoc coming for you, and I, you know, of course, it's like. I'm the type of person, too, that I, like, hate making a scene like that, but also, like, sometimes it feels fucking necessary. But then I have a little bit of the shame when I go into the room, and I was like, look, I was like, Jonathan, no shade at this young woman, but, like, I really don't no think... No shade at Fival or whatever her name is. <laughs> Fival. <laughs> I was like, send Fival West. I need somebody to be real with me, okay? Uh... And he was like, whether he agreed with me or not, he was just like, I get it, I get it. I was like, this is the first dog I've ever had. This is the first time I've ever been to a vet. Like, I don't know what these pharmaceutical names are. Like, I need, like, some of these things that you're recommending are tests. Some are chewables. Some are vaccinations. Like, I don't fucking know. And he literally broke it down very slowly for me. He was like, this is like a heartworm test. But then as long as she passes that, then we can give her this thing. It was fucking complicated. Yeah, yeah. So he was very patient and kind. And then after that, I decided a couple things we were not going to do that day, but we did most of it. They vaccinated a couple things. They took some blood. Didn't you say a single flea jumped off of her yes, during the appointment? Yes, we were in the appointment. The, the flea was like, this conversation's too stressful. I'm out of here. It was like, blink. The flea's like, I can't deal with all this nitpicking. I'm trying to do nitpicking on my own. I'm gone. Oh, you love that. You love that. You love that. You love it. Like a a nitpicky flea. Uh, (laughs) Just like a fucking like OCD stressed out flea. I'm anxious. I got to get out of here. This hair follicle looks fine, but it's not as good as the one from yesterday. I can't get a good blood source in here. (laughs) Um, So anyway, we, we did what we set out to do. I spent a lot more money than I thought, but not as much as the original quote. And Jonathan assured me that, like, what I was doing that day was fine. Yeah. And then it was pouring rain when we were ready to leave, and I was, and there were no smart cars available. And so we walked in the rain for about 10 to 15 minutes. And at that point, honestly, I was so exhausted that I was just like, the rain is cleansing me. Like, Peg and I are just being cleansed from yeah. that situation. Yeah. 
we're going to get home. We're going to strip. We're going to clean ourselves. So it's fine that we're getting soaking wet right now. Yeah. And it's kind of nice when it rains in our neighborhood because it like cooks up a nice marinade on the sidewalks of all the random shit that people just throw on the ground. It's beautiful. (laughs) And then we came home. I took all my clothes off. I got in the shower with Peg and... Oh, that thing is slobbery. <laughs> yeah, I've been, I've been playing some serious squirrel of war here over here. Uh, got in the shower with Peg, gave her a hose down, dried her, threw her out in the living room. Then I took a proper shower myself. We sat down on the couch, and because this is what she does when she's been all wound up, she started nipping at me. Just like biting. And she nipped at me hard enough. She never bites all the way down. Yeah. So it's still nipping, but sometimes she catches you where it is, it hurts and it's yeah. shocking. And I was just so fucking tired and overwhelmed and she nipped me real good and I fucking smacked her on her nose. Yeah. Like harder than I ever have, which is not something we do around here really. We don't smack. No, I just, I just choke hold her against the floor. Um, don't confuse people. I mean, yes, this is a comedy podcast and we're joking. Okay. Yeah. But, but I've, also- I've been like a little bit like I've restrained her, you know, in yes. a physical way. And we were doing some things in the beginning that we thought maybe were working, but we've realized that they are not working like restraining her or like holding her snout. Like these are things that our trainer has told us are not actually useful. Yeah. I'm doing a lot of scruff. I'm pulling her by the scruff of the, like, I'm your mom. We're out of here. Yeah. And I find that useful. Uh, And I hit her really hard and she kind of bolted away from me and like, like jumped back. Recoiled. Recoiled. And I was mortified and I immediately started crying and holding her and saying, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Mm. (laughs) I mean, you're just a mom. You're at the end of your rope. I was at the end of my damn rope on. You you hit her like that because you love her. Did you explain that to her? No, because that is not true. That is not true. That was me as a weak, weak mother. Weak. You have to explain these things so that the grooming can continue. I mean, she was wagging her tail like two seconds later, but I, you know, that is not something I want to get into the habit of. But of course, yeah, she forgot about it. You knocked out her short-term memory. So thankfully, Richard came the next day, and I told him all about it. He was just like, "It happens," and uh, he, we had a really good training session, and we've been, we've been on course now. Yeah, we had a rough Thursday night, good training session Friday. Now we're full stream ahead. Yeah, and then you full stream, full steam. Full steam on the stream. Full steam on the stream, as they say. Our tiny little steamboat. Our on tiny steamboat. Stream with our little girl. <laughs> and a little mouse captain on that too. <laughs> and Peggy's wearing a little conductor's hat. Yep. And she's Choo-choo. got her paw, she's got her paws on the railing. <laughs> yes. She's like Titanic. <laughs> Could you imagine her in a uh, Titanic arms wide open stance? Yes. I don't think her shoulders would even go that it way. It would kind of be. Like Below, yeah. like below the shoulders, but I don't think she has that range of motion, no, really, right? No. They're they're not shaped like us. No, they are not. It's true. Uh, and what'd you learn about her breed? <sighs> Did you get an, a breed update? He gave me nothing. He gave me nothing. Who told us Beagle Pitbull? Was that Richard? That was Richard. Oh. Um, and you know, the more I talk about it with people, it's like 
all the things people think. Oh, did he say anything about this allergic bump? I forgot to ask. I forgot to ask. Also, it doesn't seem like it's really there anymore. <laughs> what is this move? Just trying to tickle her nose. <laughs> um, I forgot to ask about that. Uh, but anyways, we don't know anything about the breed. We think Dachshund. We think Terrier. We think Beagle. We think Lab. We think Pitbull. Maybe she's all of those things. We think a little uh, human training kit. That's what her breed is. Human training kit. Uh, so, and he, of course, was like, oh, just get like one of those $70 thing, like a DNA kit. test. Yeah, on Amazon. And I'm like, oh, yeah, good idea. No, I'm going to do that. And then, you know, the fucking $400 vet bill came and I was like, I don't fucking care what she is. Yeah. <laughs> no. Stop nipping. She's biting her feet. She's, no. we got this squirrel battle going on under no. the table, no. off screen. And uh, hopefully she'll just get tired out here. She will. Eventually. Don't play with her so hard anymore. Let's let her taper off a okay. little bit. Um, no nipping. <laughs> anyway, that's what I was doing for the past several days while you were on the road, Deez. Yeah, oh my God. Feeling bad that I was. I just said our secret language. Yeah, don't bring that I'm up. I'm sorry. Please. <laughs> Don't bring it up. <laughs> I've just gotten so comfortable that I'm like now slipping into our terrible secret language. Yeah. Apologies. It, Moving uh, forward. It's not a secret. <laughs> That's one of our words too. Um, <laughs> and if you haven't vomited or turned it off, tell us about what you were up to, huh? Yeah. I just, well, I left on Wednesday uh, morning to uh, drive on up to New Hampshire well, first I drove over to the Variety Cafe in Bushwick on Wyckoff Avenue, everybody's favorite coffee shop, and I picked up Mr. Ben Kirschenbaum, a very funny comedian from New York City who I've never met. So it was like a first date, picking up this random guy at a coffee shop and then getting in the car to drive for six hours up to New Hampshire, mm. West Ossipee, New Hampshire, to Hobbs Brewery. Good old West Ossipee. Yeah, it was up there. Uh, I have to yell at our daughter. No. <laughs> no. Come over here. Come here. Give me this. Her move is if she if she she wants you to keep playing with her and whatever toy she wants to do tug of war with. Yeah. Is she applies pressure with it against your body and then bites both you and the toy. <laughs> yes. She's like, play with me, play with me, play with me. Like <sighs> nip, 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 nip. Yeah. Which I don't know. At least it's kind of that and not. It seems to be less nipping for nipping sake and more just like play with me with the toy in her mouth. Yeah. Well, now she's laying at my feet with the toy in her mouth. So okay. let's not okay. even acknowledge her. This she's, is where she's dead to me now. Children should be seen and not heard. <laughs> yes. Which I kind of believe in. You know, like oh, play. We got a lot of talks. Play with them. Give them their moment. But then like, get back to like, like encourage independent play is. Something. Yeah, autonomy. Yeah, uh, like handle it on your own, kid. All right? Like run to the store, get me a pack of cigarettes and a six pack, <laughs> and then go play in the river with your friends, okay? In the river. That's what we do. No. 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 Just more biting. Sorry, y'all. Sorry, I, I have to scold my daughter on air. Live on air on our podcast. We and just keep can't, it together. We can't permit nipping. We can't permit nipping. And no. any other dog owners out there, you get what we're talking about. And 
to all of you who have opinions about how we're training, not interested. Yeah, yeah. I've got a professional trainer and it's working, so leave me alone. We're following his system. We're not doing, we're not doing treat training. Treat training is very common and very, you know, it's compelling. It's like a seems very e- much better to do it that way because you just convince them that you have all the treats in the world and then they bend to your will because they're like if I'm good I'm gonna get food yes uh, but we we're not doing that and uh, we're feeling uh, judged because what we're doing is verbal praise and uh, correct saying no a lot and uh it, it's not comfortable. Sometimes people... It's pretty uncomfortable. Some people, people see us and they're like, wow, those are mean dog While owners. I'm jerking her by the neck, basically. Yeah. The leash. Yeah, you communicate with the dog through the leash and the collar uh, with little tugs that with the size of our dog might look like big tugs. Which Richard is assuring us we are not hurting her and this is how she learns and that eventually we will not have to do that because she'll know. Yeah. But there's a lot of commentary from random people on the streets. Yeah. Anyway, so we're, I mean, we're back that's, on the brewery tour. Yeah. Well, I don't have to go through the details, but it, it, it has been interesting because we, you know, we do want to have a child and this feels like good training for us, that this is preparing us for the communication that will be necessary. Yes. And even the basic communication of like, me coming home today and you saying, hey, I met with the trainer again and this is, this is, these are the principles. Come observe me, walk her so we can be on the same page with how we raise our dog to her, <laughs> you know? Yep. So like you, there's like a system for walking her, like how to get her out the door and how to give her permission to go out the door yes. and sitting and staying and all that stuff. And we need to do that consistently as parents. So you know, I'm away for four days, not having to think about any of this at all. And now I'm back and we're regrouping, <laughs> we're regrouping and, uh, getting on the same page. So it's, it's, it's just, uh, I don't know. I guess we are just thinking how like this is all sort of parenting related, especially yeah. with our life, you know, cause I hope to be on the road a lot in my career and, um, that will require some, logistical uh arrangements you know uh perhaps we bring in a third parent you know maybe maybe there's a maybe there's a a beautiful young french woman who wants to join our family and just (laughs) be be around not a man huh a beautiful young frenchman like Uh, an androgynous yeah like like a very pretty man sure uh Oh, no. now she's being a good girl. Yeah, now she's in your lap, just looking out the window, observing yeah. Bushwick. So much to look at. Beautiful Bushwick. Beautiful. Um, but you had a pretty hard few days, some good shows, but like some hardcore like road dogging. Yeah, I mean, the I, six hours driving anywhere is not fun. Uh, As is, it turns out. No, no, it's beautiful up in New Hampshire, but... And then that show was, it was just challenging. It was, we performed for 12 people in this big, beautiful barn space. And, uh, it's weird. Uh, these people don't think that, um, cross-dressing is funny <laughs> in New Hampshire. <laughs> uh, Which, you know, they're fucking living free or die. So somebody's yeah. definitely putting a skirt on. By the way, I wasn't performing 
in uh, women's clothing, but I do talk about that particular interest of mine. Uh, or I don't even know. It was an interest of mine. Who knows? That's, a, that's another episode. <laughs> it's old material, but it's working still. Yeah. That's the bottom line. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so when we were about an hour away from the gig, I... There, there was a moth or a beetle in the car. There was a beetle. There was a beetle in the car for like a couple hours. And I just couldn't get it to fly out the window. And then I felt it land oh on my neck and fall down my shirt. While you were driving? Yeah. And I'm like, fuck, this beetle is in my shirt. I'm driving. On the highway? Two lane highway. We finally got off the biggest highway. Now we're on like a two lane, 55 mile an hour highway through the beautiful forest of New Hampshire. But driving fast. Yeah fast it's going down my shirt and i reach back and i get my fingertips on it and you know my body type my pants sag and i'm <laughs> often showing coin slot and yeah, so i got a little butt yeah i got no waistline and a big belly so the pants just get forced down medium size so um i'm like i get my fingertips on the belly and on the on the <laughs> beetle <laughs> on the beetle belly <clears throat> The, I probably tickled the beetle's belly. Yes. And it was like... <laughs> that's how do, beetles no, laugh. Do your laugh. <laughs> <laughs> Which I am incapable of that level. Uh, but the thing gets kicked off its perch on my L5 uh, vertebra <laughs> in the middle of my back. It's kicked off. Maybe it was like suckling on a pimple back there or uh, like doing some uh, parkour on my back hair. Oh, I, don't know, I don't know what the beetle was doing back there, but I fucking kicked it with my fingertip and it plummeted directly into my ass crack. Oh my God. And I was like, oh, that's fine. Cause that's like, a, it'll be like a little basket and I can just scoop it out. <laughs> a little basket. I put my finger in my coin slot and I push it further and oh. it went, it went all the way into my taint. And I'm like, I got into your tank. Yes. I was like, I got to pull over right now. I, and I pulled over like as On if, as if I got a flat tire. <laughs> and I was like, sorry, Ben, a beetle just went in my butthole. Beetle in the taint. It's an emergency. And all, and there's several cars behind me. And all they see is a man jump out of his car, reach both hands into his <laughs> undercarriage. And I'm just like juggling around my balls and my butt and like trying to not stick my fingers in my ass crack because I've been driving for five hours and that's yeah. real swamp ass territory. Yeah. And uh, I never did get eyes on the thing leaving. But was I you didn't feel it get out? I think it. Did you yeah. like pull your pants down? I was doing a lot of um, like I had shorts on. So and I, I can't believe you didn't immediately pull your pants and underwear down just to be like, get out. There were. Uh, with the amount of cars coming and going, there were probably 40 people like l witnessing this. Eh. Uh, no, what I did is I, I put my hands and forearms under my boxer shorts. They were like the loose, you know, my champion boxer shorts that are like that nylon material. You yes. Hate? Yeah. The polyester. Yeah. I get hands and forearms down so deep that my hands are just coming out of the bottom of my shorts. <laughs> Can you picture that? Yes. I'm elbows deep from the waistband downward. But it doesn't hands feel like you're anywhere knees. in the area that you need to be. Well, because then I just start sweeping my arms around. <laughs> like I'm, I'm just like doing, you know, the pickle dance that the kids are doing. Yeah. Is that called the pickle? It's called the pickle. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm basically pickling sure. through my all the layers. Mm -hmm. And I it just it felt like there was nothing in there. And then I did a, a soft 
inventory of from from a coin soft, slot a soft inventory from, from coin slot up to pubis. I I just kind of felt around to see that the beetle was gone and not taking up a, a one bedroom apartment anywhere in my undercarriage, and it was gone. So that was uh, that sounds harrowing, just like the vet, honestly. Yeah, so that was before our first gig, and then we performed for 12 people, and then we drove for th- three hours that night th- back down to Lowell, Massachusetts, maybe two and a half hours. Right. We crashed there, woke up, drove west into New York, did Roscoe Beer Company. That was a really fun show for about 25 people. And then we crashed in Monticello. This was fun. I got to say, Resorts World Casino in Monticello, oh, yeah, New York. Oh, yeah, you were saying we should go. We got a room for 70 bucks. Really cute hipster hotel. Really? <coughs> uh, yeah, and it was I'm like... I'm like, hipster? Yeah, go well, on. Well, it's like trying too hard. It's like a little modern or whatever. Yeah. But it was, it was cool. It'd be a fun place to just go spend a night. Yeah. Uh, I think that the room, it was on hotels tonight. I think it was cheap because they want you to gamble, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Casino but, rooms, I think, are always a little cheaper, right? And yeah, so we were able to like go to the gym in the morning and take a dip in the pool. That's and good. That's a good regroup that you got to have. Yeah, and that day we didn't have to drive too far. We drove over to Rhinebeck, spent the afternoon in Rhinebeck. Gorgeous, beautiful. Doing some writing. Beautiful Rhinebeck. Oh, yeah. And then performed in Stanfordville, New York, which is uh, the Taconic Distillery for another group of about 25. And that was a really fun show. Um, a person in the audience got triggered. Uh, mm. I was not, not on by stage. Your set, thankfully. Uh, yeah, Ben was on stage telling a very funny rim jobbing joke. As you do. Legitimately funny joke. As you do. And this guy starts muttering. He starts muttering, uh, well, you don't know. He's like, well, you can't say that. And Ben's like, well, what? Like Ben trying to get clarity on what this guy's saying. And it's like, well, you don't know what a person's been through. And, and then he's also just like mumbling a lot because this guy's bombed. Yes. Important to note that very drunk. Very drunk. He showed up to a distillery with like a 12 pack of Coors Light <laughs> bottles. I can. You know, those aluminum oil can looking bottles. Him and his wife showed up just downing those. And so Ben is like trying to like trying to make this situation funny because it, it, it all of a sudden becomes awkward. Uh, the guy walks out. And it's not like he can like riff back and forth with this fucking like no. drunk whack job. And then finally it kind of kind of simmers down a little bit. The guy actually didn't walk out yet. Ben moves on with his act, starts his next joke, and then someone from across the room heckles the guy oh, and says, does that one hurt your feelings or something like that? And so then that re-escalated <laughs> oh, the situation. God. So poor Ben is stuck in the situation where he's like, and thinks, there's nobody there to like control the room. No, right? these 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 shows are just like kind of chaotic and weird. It's and not like a club where there is somebody that's just like, all right, you gotta go. No, there's no security, and like that's we, hard. We're doing everything. We're checking people in. We're taking people's tickets. Like, there's no everything that makes stand up like easier. Like. The mystique of having, like, if you have a green room and you don't have to, like, see the audience until the show starts, right. you have to do so much less work because it's, like, so clear that, like, you're the comedian, they're the audience, that's the dynamic. Yeah, I didn't know that you this, had to do, like, setting up stuff. Yeah, it's 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 a little unfortunate, but 
but it, it pays and, decently. Yeah, they pay, and and you know, I'm getting to perform for an hour at a time, which I'm I just don't get to do in which is in huge. New York. And yeah. yeah, and they're they're really fun shows. It feel they feel like punk rock, like underground shows, and like that's just the nature of doing it. And you know, the whole point is to bring a comedy experience to people that don't have access to comedy clubs. Right. And also, uh, it it just kind of it's uh, a little cheaper you know they pay 20 bucks to come and there's no drink minimum but they can if they do people do drink they want to drink their local beer and whatever uh anyway this guy gets triggered he ends up going outside and then after ben gets off stage and brings me up he goes out there and the guy's wife immediately comes up to him and says oh don't worry about that he was just molested as a child so sometimes (laughs) he gets upset and that's like Thanks. I think that's what we all assumed was going on. And um, anyway, the next day we had, uh, I don't know, uh, six hours in the car together to talk about. Actually, no, that night we drove from Stanfordville to Wilkes-Barre, Pennsylvania to get halfway to our Pittsburgh gig. Uh, So we had several hours in the car to unpack what happened. And we think we think what happened was early in Ben's set, he does a joke that is a play on the phrase uh i just like to watch the kids play it's he Mm. a a sports person made that says that line and uh ben made the joke that that sounds like a creepy pedophile or something Mm -hmm. uh funny in you know in his joke it's funny but that's that's the general idea and we think i think the guy was triggered by that Early and then, and then once a sexual topic came up again, the guy was like, "Fuck this guy, he's hurting my feelings." I or whatever, or he's God, like to, just to, triggered to wear it like that, like to wear the trauma like that, where it's like you're just like clearly he's not somebody that's like gone to therapy to deal with it. Like yeah. he's fucking getting bombed and like being inappropriate at comedy shows. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> But at the same time, I'm Maybe, like, I don't know. I'm like, well, I'm, I'd rather he get upset and say something rather than like get upset and go outside and get in his car and like drive into the building or something. <laughs> well, you know, yes. Uh, if those are our only two options. And I actually kind of like, like the lady had very obvious boundary issues too, but like, I kind of like that she just said it plain so that Ben knew, knew and wasn't like just stuck trying to figure out what the hell happened. But anyway, it was just like a super bizarre thing uh, that just you just never know what's going to happen with these shows and crowds and things people say. It it's really can be very bizarre. Uh, so anyway, then we closed out our four night run yesterday all the way way out by Pittsburgh in a town called Hunker, PA. Uh, Good old Hunker, PA. <laughs> and I, yeah. I made the joke that it was at a winery that uh, when you go when you go to a winery show, you just eat plates and plates of cheese, drink a couple of bottles of wine, then shit your pants and take a big old hunker. Got a big laugh. Really? <laughs> <laughs> no, no. I know. She's back to nipping. She's like, play with me. I took a break. Now play. Yeah, she was in full donut pose over there. I know. She she fucking got us good. Uh, but anyway, we did the gig last, so all week, small crowds, and then last night we performed for like 450 people, which was super fun to perform for, but it really sucked to check tickets and check people in, and it turned into a bit of a rowdy crowd, and we had to sh- start the show a half an hour late because 
we're just not equipped to be like taking like being our own box office uh so that was that was challenging but it was a great time, and uh, my, our friend Ronnie Fleming joined us for that show, and I've known that guy for like seven years now or whatever. And, uh, yeah, it was just a lot of fun, and I'm happy to be home with my family, and I missed you greatly. I know. Uh, I missed I, you too. I appreciate that you understand that this is my life and my work, and uh, I just love you and our family. <laughs> And now we're going to go drink the Kool-Aid and take the big sleep. Yeah. <laughs> this is all that matters to me. This is my family. Um, yeah. I mean, you know, we'll see where the future takes us. Yeah. Right, man? Dude, man. Dude, man. Uh, it was interesting being by myself because like, I didn't really, like I did stuff, but it was mostly just me and Peggy and... A lot of my friends that I, you know, would have, I did reach out to some people, but everyone loves running away on the weekends here in New York. And uh, so nobody was around. Yeah. And I was like, instead of getting bummed out about that, why don't I just like lean into some solo time and enjoy time with my dog? Yeah. Well, you've been working a lot lately, so. Yeah, so it actually felt good to just, like, Saturday, I literally napped with her for, like, hours and then went to bed pretty early, too, after (laughs) after we went for our our night walk. Uh, But I'm back to yoga class. I went to yoga class yesterday. Oh, no, that was Friday that I took a big nap. I went to yoga yesterday and today, and that feels good, and working a bunch this week and I'm styling an editorial for bust magazine this week, which feels like a big deal to some extent. I sort of grappled with it because I feel like my energy should be focused on this podcast and teaching yoga. Um, but you know, 20 something Ross would have been really excited to have been offered a big fashion story in bust magazine. And, uh, I think it'll be fun. Yeah. So, and it's in Ellenville, New York, which is, uh, up in, in the neck of the woods where I'm from. Uh, and we always kind of made fun of that town growing up, but it's so beautiful. We just drove through there two days ago or whatever, when we were going from Roscoe to Stanfordville uh, or to Rhinebeck first. And, it was uh, such a cool little town. Like, oh, it, that's good. It has the nicest Stewart's gas station I've ever seen. <laughs> I'll be sure to check it out. I'm sure we'll need to. In New England, you have the Cumberland Farms. Yes. Upstate New York, you have Stewart's. And Stewart's, I love. Uh, great make your own Sunday at a wonderful price point. And Cumberland Farms is not anywhere <clears throat> near like what Stewart's is offering. Like, cause Stewart's is like trying to give you some like old timey experience. Whereas Cumberland farms is like, you're not making Sundays or like buying donuts or something. No, Cumbays. Yeah. But we called it up there. I didn't go into the Stewart's in Ellenville, but it's enormous. It's like this huge structure with many tables. And I'm like, I was saying to Ben, like my dad could really hold court there, Mm -hmm. you know, just like set up at a table Oh, man, Peg's going crazy. There's birds everywhere outside our window. <laughs> her ears. I love to see how her ears just move around like yeah. crazy. Uh, dad update. I did talk to my dad. He <laughs> called me. He called me. We ended up chatting. Turns out he's uh, not mad at you, just as we suspected. Just busy. He's busy. He's a busy guy. 
but yeah, we talked in the daytime uh, about his weekend plans. And then we talked one night, uh, late at night. He, uh, he called me after having a couple of brewskis, it sounded like. And, uh, and that's always nice to hear from, from, from dear old dad no, in that state. When they like, when he's let loose. <laughs> but yeah. He's got um, things that get off his chest. Yeah. But everything's good. And, uh, and yeah, back from tour. And uh, I've got shows this weekend. If you want to come see a comedy show, I'll be performing in Slotesburg, New York, up in Westchester. Or that might be uh, Rockland County. Anyway, that's for the Empire State Stand-Up Showdown. I think it's at the Rhino Club, I think it's called. I'm not quite sure. So Thursday night, uh, it's a contest. I'll probably do like an eight-minute set and compete against other comedians. Uh, Saturday night at Rockwell's in Westchester in Pelham. I'll be hosting for DC Benny, who's a hysterical oh, comic. I remember him. Storyteller. You know that guy. Yeah, he's very nice. Yeah. Uh, from, a, from a comedy club days. Yeah, the seller, huh? Man. He uh, was nice. And yeah. I never did anything with him, okay? All right, good. <laughs> very nice married man. We all thought the world of him. Yeah. and then Tall s- drink. Sunday night performing <laughs> in... Brooklyn Park Slope at Crystal Lake uh, at 7 p.m. on Sunday night. Uh, And I've heard those shows are really great. That's with Gary Levitt, who's hilarious. And uh, yeah, if you want to come out to a show, please hit me up and I'll give you more details. I've got college shows coming up uh, here in August and September, November, October. Is that the order of those months? Um, <laughs> and then, yeah, trying to hoping to tack on some of these breweries while I'm out on those shows. So I'm going to keep trying to update the calendar more consistently. Um, if this is your first time listening to our podcast, thanks so much. If I met you at one of the breweries this week, thanks for coming to the show. You guys are all wonderful. Um, I don't know why I'm going into this kind of stuff now. We're, we're still short of an hour, but I just was thinking... This feels like... Yeah, not every episode has to be an hour. I'm sure they would greatly appreciate it. And we're trying to go to the beach right now. I'm sure the listeners would greatly appreciate that not every episode is an hour. <laughs> you know what? Let's just keep going. I'm going to go for an hour 20. Um, you want to go to the beach? Yeah, we should go to the beach. And, you know, this was just like a catch-up, touch-base kind of ep. Uh, we do have a big episode of The Bachelorette coming up tomorrow night, so maybe next week we'll talk about that a little bit. Did I even watch all of Hometowns? Did I yeah, fall I made, asleep? I made you sit down and watch it with me. I think I fell asleep, though. You did, she actually. She ended up keep, keeping all four of them, right? She kept all four, everyone. And she Jed kept all is four. pissed. Jed is pissed off. Which he definitely should not be since he clearly... He's there for the fame. He's there for the wrong reasons and nobody's calling him out. He's a fucking dork with no chin. Oh, but Tyler. Mm-mm-mm. Well, how did his song go? Uh, who cares? <laughs> and you're turned on by Tyler, huh? Ow. <laughs> on that note, um... Meow, meow, meow. <laughs> Patrick and I are going to try to um, reconnect on the beach and not sex on the beach, you perps. Maybe, who knows? Oh, that girl's dress is so cute. Wow. Um, I have ADD. Welcome to the show. Okay, say goodbye. 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 Maybe that's the ending. It's me being like, bing, 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 bing.